0: continue. We're in Peric Gimel. Chelek Aleph, Peric Gimel, and we finished Aleph finished. So it Al- was Aleph Gimel. Aleph. We're technically up to Aleph Gimel Bays, but there were some uh, outstanding questions from yesterday that we just have to get back to before we continue. We were, we were talking about Bechir now, free will. And we saw how the Ramchal has arrived at the topic of free will and how free will, the concept of free will, is a direct result of of everything the Ramchal has been assembling so far. And we see the beauty of the Sefer emerges with every passing paragraph, every passing day over here. As we mentioned, Derech Hashem is all about assembly, all about building blocks, it's all about structure and natural, logical, methodical progress. The Ramchal begins with his six definitions of HaKodesh Baruch Hu, and from there, if we're careful to go step by step by step, we can assemble the entire universe. And explain how everything in the universe and the systems that Akash Baruch put into the universe and how the universe functions is all ultimately a direct result, a direct product of Hashem Himself. And that's what we're doing. So we saw um, that Bechira also stems from this, the concept of free will. That comes from what Hashem is. A- if you think about it, we trace it back far enough. The One of the biggest revolutions and innovations that we have in reality, that we, something mortal, something finite, something outside God, can have free will and not have predestination. We're not robots and we're not... Wind up clickety clickety clackety toys, you know that, that that's such a that's something that defies defies um, the laws of nature. Really, yeah, everything in nature is predictable, and we're the we're the biggest unpredictabilities over here. Biggest unpredictables. That is a direct result of Hashem Himself. Hashem necessitates that. Hashem's existence necessitates free will. Why? Again, Hashem. Is perfect. Hashem wants to share his perfection. Hashem wants to share his perfection in the most perfect way possible. The only way that can happen, Hashem can't make more Hashems, because that goes against the definition of Hashem. There can only be one Hashem. Hashem, by definition, can't make another Hashem. Hashem has to make an entity that can appreciate Hashem's perfection as much as possible, be like Hashem as much as possible. The only way that entity can be like Hashem as much as possible, be in sync with Hashem as much as possible, and enjoy and appreciate Hashem's perfection as much as possible, is if this entity can make itself like Hashem, a self-contained, self-sufficient, self contained, self sufficient self. Um, assembled independent source of perfection the only way we can do that is by having the ability to be imperfect and we perfect ourselves. So now we're perfect because we're perfect. We're not perfect because someone made us perfect. We're perfect because we made ourselves perfect. We approach Hashem as much as is humanly possible. In order for us to be able to do that, that necessitates Bechiro we have to have free will. We have to have free choice. So Hashem Himself necessitates free will. The existence of Hashem, the definition of HaKosh Baruch Hu, necessitates free will. It's unbelievable. An unbelievable idea. But everything in the savers ultimately can be building and building and building and building off of all the basics, one step at a time. Now we saw yesterday that together with free will, that we, we saw three things that free will requires. We have to have equal preferences, predilections, and propensities to both study. I have to be equally inclined to go this way or that way. I have to be able to understand and choose freely each of those in, uh, each of those choices, and I have to be able to acquire each of those choices. I have to uh, make a opinion. I have to be able to internalize those choices. And as was asked yesterday, immediately, like, g- give me a break. This is really all these cases. We're, we're always equally inclined to, to to both the good and the bad. We always have equal. Inclination, an equal um, predilection, and equal preference for both both choice. I mean, it seems not like that all the time. All the time, it seems bad always seems to be much more alluring and much more tempting than good. Right? Always, it seems to be like that all the time. We look, look, look! Um, you know how many people are routinely getting arrested? Look how how, how much we have to worry about. Things like shoplifting and and and, and, uh, and um, murder, murder, yes. All kinds of bad things that people are doing. It seems that the bad is certainly more tempting and alluring than the good. that people doing bad things all the time. We know ourselves. It's much easier just to slide and to slip and to fail and fall than it is to work hard and succeed. So, so what do we do with that? What do we do with that over here? So there's two answers to this question, there's an immediate idea that has to be presented, and then a more subtle one, which we'll get to as we continue through the sefer. The immediate one is, is like, not all situations always have the same amount of free will, and what the Ramchal is really establishing is that there's a concept called free will, and free will is what's necessary to allow us to choose, what's necessary to allow us to be like Hashem or not like Hashem, which which is what ultimately... Is the fulcrum around which the entire brio now has to revolve. Only with Bechira, only with free will, am I able to fulfill the, the objective of creation. I can make myself like Hashem. That necessitates this ability to choose. And, but not in every situation do I have the ability to exercise free will 100%. It's true that there are situations where my free will is compromised, certainly certainly situations in which one would say i only have 90% of free will in this situation i only have 80% i only have 75% why because this is such a strong temptation i approach now that sounds like crazy right it sounds like, like this is like this is heresy but everyone knows you have free will you can say you can say there're situations where i don't have full free will my free will has been compromised doesn't that go against everything? But I, I don't have the ability to choose. So, of course, I always have the ability to choose. I can always go this way or that way. But the situations where there is an element that compromises free will and that can be thought of in, in, in the following um, you know, just thought exercise analogy, there are situations in our life where, where, where um, our free will physically can be can be, uh, compromised. There's something called *inus*. and illness means, um, means, 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 uh, circumstances beyond my control. Means a, a, a um, something that's done under duress. *Inus* means something that is, <coughs> that is, um, um, unpreventable. We can have a situation where we, we, we have an *inus*. Let's say, um, you know, I woke up early one morning to go daven shachas with a minion. The minion is, is a ten minute drive away. And I really want to daven with a minion, it's a ten minute drive away. To Walking there it's going to take me an hour to walk. In the car I can get there in ten minutes. So I wake up early one morning and I set my alarm clock. I jump out of bed like a lion, like a lion, to go make shakras with a minion. And I got up in enough time, I got dressed within enough time, I allowed myself ten minutes to drive there and even four minutes to put on my fill-in before the chakra starts. I come downstairs to, to get the keys, the keys are gone, the keys are missing. left them on the table right where I needed them, they're missing, they're gone. I don't know what happened to the keys. Someone else must have taken them in the last night, someone else took the car, and I can't figure out where they put the keys. I look and I look and I look and I look and I look. Just can't find the keys anywhere. Too late, I can't walk to Chakras anymore. It's gonna take me an hour to walk there. I miss Chakras. What was I supposed to do in that situation? What should I have done otherwise to make Chakras with the Nidinah? What should I have done? Nothing. Nothing. There was nothing to do. I did everything that was humanly possible. I set my alarm clock, had my clothes, I put the key exactly where it should have been. Someone came along and took the key. Is that my fault? That was unpreventable. That was circumstances beyond my control. In Shemaim, in heaven. Are they going to fault me for that? <laughs> of course not. And I'm going to ask, how come I had a Mr. minion, They'll show me why what, if there was some cosmic cheshmer why I missed the minion. But I'm not going to be held accountable for that. It's not my fault. I did everything that was humanly possible. I was supposed to take the key and lock them up in the safety, deposit box, in, in a safe, in a safe. Supposed to hide the keys. Why should I think of hiding the keys? No one was supposed to take those keys. No one was supposed to take the keys. I go to the car and the car won't start. The car won't start. I keep my car in good repairs. Once in a while, cars won't start. I don't know what's the matter with my car, right? That's not my fault. That's unpreventable. Those are circumstances beyond my control. That's not an expression of my vichiro. That's something that happened in spite of my vichiro. So That's called an oinus. I'm not held accountable for an oynus. Oynos rachmanapatre. You can have situations in life where, situ- where, where an essay, you know, a, a, a test, is so tempting, is so, so, so irresistible that it approaches oinus. It approaches that of an oinus. Now we can never say, that it's so irresistible, that it exonerates me 100% because, yeah, I always have Bechira, I can always just say no. Again, I'm not talking about now, the car keys are there, everything is there and there's a situation that came my way and, and, and it's, it's so overwhelmingly, irresistibly tempting of course I could say no, but that would require superhuman powers and maybe I could try and make myself a superhuman, but that's not easy to do. So to say that I have no Bechira, that's incorrect. Correct? Because I have Bechira. I could say no. But to say that I have full Bechira is also incorrect because it's just I'm only a boss of Adam. I, I'm someone that can be tempted. I'm someone that can be, that, that can be, that can be tested. And, and this is very, very, very difficult. You know, peer pressure is a very good example of this. Peer pressure. We have people around the table, you know, and everyone decided, everyone decided, to start sniffing hand sanitizer, okay? You've fallen with, with a bad group of guys, <coughs> bad company. Everyone's like, you know, pumping it, pumping it, pumping it. I'm doing my hands, but my hands are not in the very good. Pumping You guys know how to do this? Pump it, they agitate a little bit. You cover, so just a, maybe I shouldn't be demonstrating this. Ooh, and then, wow, wow. Okay, just <laughs> give yourself a few minutes, and they're like, Mamas, you're in the oven, <coughs> better than any mushroom." Rabbi say, "Better than any anything." You know, just it's not so well known what you can do with hand sanitizer. So let's say you're 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 uh, you're, uh, you're listening. Shlomo, we got a lot of this over here. Okay, hey, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's say let's say we're gonna have that in the promotional video. I Think for hora <laughs> all this when sitting around. And, the <laughs> uh, sniffing hand sanitizer. So, 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 uh, so um, that's why there was a shortage, by the way. That's why they had such a shortage of this stuff you know, a couple years ago. Anyway, so, uh, so, so, uh, let's say we're in company, there's a lot of people sitting around, and everyone suddenly sniffing hand sanitizer. And, and I know it's not good for me. And I know my parents don't want me to do it. And I know my wife doesn't want me to do it. and Not good for my brain cells. I really don't want to do it, but everyone's doing it. Come on! Oh, come on! What's the big deal? Don't be a wimp. Don't be a wimp. Well, you, left, you let your wife push you around. You let you let your parents push you around. Come on! Everyone's doing it. My behir got compromised. Uh, can I say no? Of course I can say no. Of course I can say no, but my behir has been compromised. It's very difficult. It's a very, very difficult situation. Everyone's, you know, schmoozing and saying lush and about someone, and I have a juicy piece of lush and that I can add to the conversation. I know I shouldn't do it. I know it's not right, but, 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 but it's just trying to get out of me. We all know that feeling. It's trying to escape, and and it'll make everybody laugh, and it'll add to the party, add to the to the to the to the to the, to the energy. It's a very difficult nisayon to resist. Now, chas v'shalom to give anyone carte blanche. We're not saying if it's hard, you don't have to worry about it. God understands. Chas v'shalom. Of course you still have Bechir. And of course, if a person can muster himself and steal himself, like the Chavetz Chaim tells us, make himself into an heaven, doymim. make yourself into a rack, and say, I'm not going to do this. I have more fear <laughs> of God than mankind. Of course, you're, you're, you're a Kadesh Kadashim. You're up there with a Malachim. Of course, we're not giving anyone leniency or, 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 or uh, you know, dispensation over here. At the same time, it is taken into account that this is a difficult situation. It's one that approaches an onus. And the closer we get to the Oynas, the the rule is like this. The level of Bechira is inversely proportional to the level of the Oynas. The more a situation approaches something which is unpreventable under duress, the less Bechira I have. And that is recognized. So the Ramchal yesterday is speaking, you know, on, I wouldn't say a level of theory, but he's speaking in terms of the, the, um, the system. And the system... And the concepts, he's speaking on a conceptual level. The Bechira on its own does necessitate and generate equal and opposite choices, equal and opposite options. When I have equal and opposite options, I can choose good, I can choose bad. I am receptive to both, I am open to both, I am able to do both. And then I, I have the results of the good choice and the results of the bad choice. There are situations in life where it's difficult to say no. And the more difficult it is, the more my Bechira gets compromised, and, and therefore the less I'm accountable for it. I'm never unaccountable altogether, because you can always say no if it's something that is subject to free choice, not Oynas mamish. but again, the more, it, it, the more difficult the temptation is, the more irresistible it is, the greater it approaches the level of an Oynas, and the, the, the lower my Bechira gets, okay? There's another idea as well that has to do with ha- how to understand the Ramchal's words of yesterday that I have in niti, I have an equal uh, uh, inclination to do both although we do see that the bad choices are usually more compelling than the good choices, there's another uh, uh, another idea, these two ideas are not contradictory they both complement each other, the complementary not contradictory, um, that it has to do with ideas that we're yet going to see in terms of um, actually sometimes the best way of maintaining equilibrium, having equal and opposite choices is taka by having okay I'll speak of that now very quickly but we're going to get back to it sometimes the only way to make the choices equal and opposite is to make the tzad hara, the bad choice, more tempting and more compelling. And sometimes that's the way of making the choices equal and opposite. Everybody understand why is that? Because let's say we were in a situation life, and we could do the right thing, that's to be like Hashem, to earn Oilam haba, and to perfect ourselves, to make ourselves angelic, or we could do the wrong thing, we can make ourselves people of the gutters, people of the sewers, people, uh, bestial people. And let's say, neither one was any more tempting or compelling than the other. I see them both in front of me. It's not much like the chocolate and the vanilla pudding. Right? Like choosing chocolate and vanilla for some of us, actually, it's not so easy. Right? We talked about that yesterday. I, I, I hate that. I hate when they give me choices. I hate it. Dessert, you know? How do you want your steak? How do you want your hamburger? I don't know. However you like it, that's how you should make it for me. But well, let's say, Rabbi Saeed, let's say we're talking about a person that's equally, equal, easily, just as easy for him to choose between chocolate and vanilla pudding. And he has a situation in life where he could say Lashon or he cannot say Lashon Hara. He can sit and learn, he cannot sit and learn. And they're, they're, they're both equally... Um, um, tempting. They're both equally appealing. We've actually lost Bechira when that happens. Why is that? If it's just as easy to sit and learn, become a Tavachacham, and I'm just inclined to do that, to make myself angelic and godly, and mahaba, and it's just as appealing, to, to become a gutter person and a sewer person. So what would happen? I'd become a Tamachacham. That's right. Like, why, why would I go that way? It's like a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Right? When, 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 um... You know, when, when we're driving down the highway, 95 miles an hour, see a police car up ahead who hasn't seen us, didn't spot us yet. <clears throat> we could keep going... 95 on the 95, right? Some people have a mahalach, a sheetah, that you're supposed to, you know, whatever the number of the highways, that's how fast you're supposed to drive, right? So we could keep going, 95 on the 95. Again, we live on the West Coast, it's not so geschmack to live with this mahalach. But uh, at least on the East Coast, it's very geschmack. Oh, right past that police car, or I could slow down, go drop down to 65, 70, 75. Uh, neither one is more tempting than the other, right? <clears throat> so w- w- it's going to no, be stupid mean, super why would you drive past a police car at 95 miles an hour when it's very likely he's going to pull you over no one else on the highway right now of course i dropped them they're both equally tempting and appealing this one neither one's pulling me more than the other but a quick examination and analysis of the situation says you got to be dumb not to do it so if in life the tata and the tata were both equally appealing then we fight or lose Bechira. That, that that destroys the concept of Bechira because <laughs> There's no reason to choose the Tzad or over the Tzad type if they were equally appealing and equally tempting. Of course I'm going to become a Tamachacham. Of course I'm going to become godly. Of course I'm going to become angelic. Why should I go the other way? So th- this is another answer. That, again, it, it doesn't contradict the first idea. It, it complements the first idea as to why, although the Ramchal says, Bechira necessitates each one being equally appealing, sometimes the way to make them appealing, the way to maintain my Bechira, is to make the Tzad HaRa to tilt the, the appeal in favor of the Tarara in order to preserve Bekhira. In order to preserve Bekhira, I have to work hard to do the right thing because otherwise it would be, it would be a no-brainer. There would, would be no reason to do the wrong thing if they were equally appealing. So we actually use that to, to, to equalize things and to create a balance. So now let's continue. Base V'ulam. Liyo izhadav ar For the system to work properly. Hashem decreed and established that a person has to be composed of two opposites. A person is is composed of two opposite components. We have the neshama, the soul, which is of the intellect, which is pure and refined, and, 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 and something which is disconnected from the world of the physical. The And we have a, a physical component, that's the body, which is physical, material, and as opposed to the nisham, which is zak, which is pure, it, the nisham is pure, we have a body which is murky, which is dark, which is messy. Each one of these components pulls us in a different, in, in, in a different direction, it pulls us according to its nature. So my neshama, which is pure, pulls, pulls me towards purity. My body, which is impure, which is physical, pulls me towards impurity. And that, that creates the lifelong eternal struggle between these two opposite components. If the neshama is able to overpower the guf, the soul overpowers the body, the neshama is elevated, the neshama rises, the neshama ascends and it ascends, and it raises the guf together with it. It brings the guf up, it brings the body up. And this becomes our person that we're looking for that's going to occupy the center stage in the world to come, the one who's destined to eternal closeness and to benefit from Hashem's existence forever. That's the person who we're looking for, the one who allows his neshama, his soul, to direct him, and then the the soul is purifying the soul, raises and directs the body. If a person, however, allows allows physicality to overpower him, he allows it to happen. The guf sinks, it falls down, collapses down to the ground, to the gutters and the sewers, and it drags the neshama down with it. And this is the person who is no longer suited and fit for Shlemus, for receiving Hashem's beneficence. And this person will be cast aside from and from Hu. He will be unable to attain, attain and achieve oneness with Hashem. Every person has the ability to suppress his physicality, to let the Neshama guide him and the shiv shleimus, as we have written. so he actually concludes with a line, let's, let's speak at two or three, maybe even four points quickly before we wrap up for today, because this is a shortish paragraph, seems very straightforward, but there's a lot of lumdus, a lot of principles, a lot of yisaitas that are lurking within this paragraph. So first of all, immediately he says, concludes by telling us, every person is capable of this. Every person is capable of what? Putting the soul in charge and letting the soul raise the body and making himself purified. Why is he to say that? I mean, why would I think otherwise? Is the purpose of creation is to have man enter Ilam and, Haba. And that's that's the objective and, and, and goal of the world and, 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 and humanity. Why does he need to speak that out that everyone can achieve that? He's alluding to what we said, <coughs> that Bechira can sometimes be compromised. My Bechira can be compromised. And what he's saying is that even a person who deals with difficulty after difficulty, irresistible after temptation after irresistible temptation, situations where I feel I'm really approaching an Oynas, that may be true, but life has been custom tailored for me that I can still achieve Shlemus with those temptations and figure out a way, a mahalach, a system in which I can still make the most of all those trials and temptations. Does that mean resisting them to a degree? Does that mean finding other situations where I can, I sh- I can try? And whatever it may be. But the Ramchal is reassuring us that even though we see that Bechiro is somewhat um, adjustable, it's adjustable. Every situation is a different level of free will, depending on how close that a situation approaches and in Iness, Nevertheless, everyone who is in existence can achieve an ilam uh, a beautiful idea, such an empowering thought. You know, we're we're, we're trained to think the other ways, uh, the other way sometimes. You know, on the one end, you know, we oh, we do hear from the therapeutic world this concept of, you know, you can you got messed up by your parents, you got messed up by your peers, you got messed up by your babe. So many people out there that are trying to mess us up, right? A lot of people trying to mess us up all the time. And uh, yeah, you 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 know, so yeah, sure. That rebbe in third grade that embarrassed you in front of the whole class. He's, he's 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 that's why you're in jail, right? That's why that's that that's that's why your life is so messed up. Your parents, your siblings, your friends. Sure. Now now, and we just said that, that you could have situations where my bechir has been compromised. You know, it's not that it's a, a concept like that 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 I've been traumatized by my past. I've been jaded by my past. I've I, I, I've been uh, I, I, I've been I've been shaken up by my past. Not that the concept mamish can't exist. Um, and, and, and compromise my v'chirah, but yet where we diverge from that is that there's no carte blanche, and, it doesn't, and and A and B, it doesn't mean that this person is destined for a life of crime, and a life of, 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 of mediocrity, and a life of not achieving anything. Everyone, if you're here, if you're here, then by definition, you have the ability to get into Ilam Haba. Kodesh Baruch doesn't create anyone that get, can't, it looks like they're taking his vitals there. Um, a Kodesh Baruch doesn't create anyone that can't get into Elem Haba. You guys see this? It's an amazing thought. No one is created only to have compromised Bechir, only to have situations where they're always going to fail, and only to have situations where they're never going to succeed, and only to have situations where they're always going to be able to say, well, my Rebbe, my parents, my siblings, you know, failure after failure. That's not true. It is true that there may be situations that are more difficult for us to contend with and deal with because of our past. That may be true. But to say, so my, my life is, I'm just destined and doomed to failure. If I exist, I have that reassurance, I have that comfort, I have a kosh baruchu, so to speak, with his arm around my shoulder telling me, you also can achieve godless. And I, I know your situation, I understand your situation, and, 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 and you have the same abilities, everyone else, to achieve, to achieve your purpose in creation, what you were here for, to make good decisions. Whatever those good decisions look like. It has to be understood and guided. Your good I doesn't mean you're not expect to be Superman in every single situation you encounter. But if you're here, you have the ability to get into and No one is doomed to uh, to to a life of of failure. Okay, so that's 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 my, that's why he throw this out at the end, the Every person can get there. Every person can get there. Okay, a couple more things. Um, the ramchal slipped something here almost you know under the radar he threw in um, an idea where he took all the all the concepts we had and he took them actually one more step just now till now we know that the world's created for man for man to get to the mabot to get to the mabot i have to make myself an independent source of shleim, of perfection i have to be, have the ability for imperfection i have to make myself perfect good I have to have Bechira. Good. I have to have the ability to choose between this and that. Good. And we also mentioned that Olam Hazah and Olam Haba, it's not about accumulating chips and credit in this world and I cash it in the next world. We said it's not the candy store model. It's not the chips model. It's an, there's an inherent relationship between this world and the next world. As Arthur pointed out succinctly, he said it so beautifully last week, in this world I'm building my Olam Haba and it's about the relationship that I have in this world with Hashem. It's about making myself like Hashem in this world and... The more, in this world, I make myself like Hashem, I'm in sync with Hashem, then the more in the next world, I, I am in sync with Hashem. The Ramchal took all that a step further just now. Not only I have to make myself like Hashem independently, and not only I'm creating my Olam right now in this world, and not only it's a function of the relationship that I have with Hashem. Remember we said it's not about misses, Mrs. Mrs. misses, Daviding, learning, tefillin, tzedakah, check, 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 check. It's about, am I doing it in a way that fosters a relationship. Am I doing it? Is it about a relationship? It is about a yachas. All that we had established, we just took it to the next level, which is it's happening internally within me right now. Also, it's the relationship is even with the inherent relationship connection between this world and the next one, the necessary one, as opposed to the the the. Um, um, uh, incidental one. It's not an incidental one. It's an intrinsic one. It's happening within me, mamish, with every step of the way. I have a neshama. I have a guf. I have a guf that sinks, falls from Hashem. I have a neshama that rises to Hashem. A neshama that's pure. A neshama that's holy, that's godly. And a guf, a body, that's impure. And as I work in this world, as I perfect myself, my neshama is raising my body actively with every... Success and when I fail, my body is dragging my neshama down. it's dragging my neshama down So, something amazing emerges over here. And this, if we think about it, it's really just the next logical step in all this. Being that, Oilam Hazza is about creating Oilam Habba, not about earning credit and I convert that credit to something else in Oilam Habba. No, my Oilam Habba is happening in real time right now, it's happening within right now because Oilam haba is all about the me. Being at one with Hashem, me binding with Hashem, me being in consonance with Hashem, and that's how I can enjoy eternity with the eternal. All that is really happening right now. Every step of the way I am making myself more and more and more, hopefully, someone who is in sync with Hashem by what, taking that part of me which is like Hashem, and making that the primary part of my existence. Having my neshama raise the guth. Declaring that my neshama is really who I am, my neshama (laughs) is What it's all about, my neshama is my existence and everything else is subordinate to the neshama, the guf, which threatens to pull me away from God. No, the guf is there to work together with the godly part of me. That means every every act of the hero, which is a successful one, I'm making myself more and more and more. Right now in real time, in this world, a person who is like Hashem, and all that is what's going to be released and unlocked and, 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 um, activated Haba. And, Chas every failure makes me more dissonant with Hashem, more distant from Hashem, and more in, in contradiction to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the guf becomes who I am primarily, it drags into Shamadan and it pulls me away from Hashem, I'm someone who's not like Hashem. So it's not just about purifying myself and then I get to earn that, I get to re, uh, re- receive a reward for that Nalam Haba, it's <clears throat> making myself actively more and more and more godly. And I'm primed now for Ilam Haba. Let's take that one more step. The Ram said something interesting. He said two things that are interesting. They seem to contradict each other. He said that I have two components. One is a body which is murky, which is dark and, and, and dismal. And I have a neshama which is pure. And of course my neshama is pure. It's coming from my himself. I've been given a pure spiritual neshama. And when I do the right thing, the neshama rises and raises the body. The neshama rises and raises the body. What does it sound like, Rabbi Yisai? It sounds like the neshama can ascend. The neshama can have degrees of development. The neshama can have degrees of, 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 of uh, accomplishment, achievement, and ascend. That's what it sounds like. The neshama goes up, the neshama goes up, the neshama goes up, and brings the goof up. One moment. But the rabbi Chal said the neshama is what? something pure, something holy, and something godly. So we would think that if it's pure, there's no room to elevate it, no room to upgrade it. How can you upgrade something which is already pure? There's a funny, funny, like Tartti Dasasri, Sasri, that seems to be a mutually incompatible ideas over here. On one hand, I have the Nishama component, which I want to make that the primary part of who I am. And that is there to purify the gof. On the other hand, he says... The neshama goes up, 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 and the neshama rises and raises and climbs and ascends and upgrades. How can you upgrade the neshama? And then he said as well, the neshama can be dragged down, It's dragged down by the guf. What does that mean, the neshama is dragged down by the guv? And alam doesn't. It, it's bothersome, right? The neshama is pure, the neshama is holy. How can the neshama be dragged down? Okay, so something amazing going on over here. The neshama can upgrade itself. The neshama can rise. The neshama can raise itself. Even though the neshama is pure and holy, we would think that it's not something that is quantifiable there's no quanta of growth in the neshama is pure just you know am i in touch with the neshama am i letting the neshama lead me no and the neshama can upgrade itself and this comes up much later in the sefer also when the Ramchal was going to tell us about the item and neshamas alam ha-ba. Alam ha-ba we'll see is going to be is, is a constant process of um uh, the mishnays tell us that in the next word they're also constantly they're constantly growing the tzadikim are constantly growing and raising it, 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 we're going to see even in Elim the neshamas are constantly going up. How, how does that work? What does that mean the neshama is going up or the neshama can go down? It's a beautiful idea. What's the purpose of me having this fusion of the neshama and the, the guf to be able to make me like Hashem? How, am I, how does it make me like Hashem? I can choose between the neshama and the guf. The neshama has an inclination towards Hashem. The guf has an inclination away from Hashem. Is there to make me like Hashem? And the more... I let the neshama lead me and guide me, the more I'm purifying myself and I'm going to be like Hashem in the world to come, I'm going to enjoy that relationship. What's the highest form of being like Hashem? The best way we can be like Hashem is when what? Not just do we make ourselves independently shalim, I'm shalim because I made myself shalim, I was mashlam myself, I'm independently shalim. When we take a part of ourselves and we allow that part of ourselves which is like Hashem to be like Hashem in that it is what? A mashpia, a giver. Something that's giving to something else. Something that's raising something else. Something that's elevating something else. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the native, As we saw at the beginning of the Savior. He is perfect, he wants to share his perfection. He's good and he wants to give that goodness. When I make the right decisions and I put my neshama on a pedestal, I say, my soul is going to guide me. I'm letting my neshama (laughs) lead the way. I'm letting my neshama elevate my body. Mm -hmm. By virtue of the fact that the neshama is elevating the body, the neshama gains strength from that. Because the neshama is able to give. The neshama is able to elevate. When the neshama elevates the body, the neshama is stronger. The neshama is greater. The neshama is more like Hashem because the neshama is giving. An amazing idea, Rabbi Saik. That's what it means the neshama goes up and up and up and up. <laughs> it goes up and it raises. Because I, by, by, by that exact idea that I'm letting my neshama raise me, uh, guide me and lead me, that puts the neshama in charge. When the neshama is in charge, that's an elevation for the neshama. The neshama is stronger. The neshama is more like Hashem because the neshama is more of a giver. When a person succumbs and allows the guf to guide him, the neshama has sunk. The neshama is subdued. The neshama is downgraded. Why is the neshama downgraded? Because it's not leading me anymore. It's not guiding me. It's not like Hashem. That's a downgrade for the Neshama. An upgrade for the Neshama is when the Neshama is more like Hashem. A downgrade for the Neshama is when the Neshama is less like Hashem. The so more the Neshama can give, the more it's like Hashem, the more elevation the Neshama has, and the more elevation, by extension, I have. Okay, we'll end with that. There's a lot to digest over so here, a lot to chew over and think about. And we will end here for today. We'll continue tomorrow. Thank you all for joining.